0: Hey everybody, it's Brad here. Before we get started with the show today, I wanted to take a minute and let you guys know about our coaching program we run here at MacroZinc. We believe that every person on the planet deserves to live their healthiest and best life. A qualified nutrition coach and personal trainer can be the key to living that life. At MacroZinc, we provide fully customized one-on-one nutrition coaching and online personal training that has changed the lives of 10,000 people and counting. We offer a two-week free trial for our nutrition coaching and you can get started risk-free today just go to macrosinc.net slash services and sign up. Let's get into the show. Welcome back to the show. We have a full menu today. We're talking about a recent paper that came out regarding metabolic adaptation, why leaders should be emotionally consistent, how easy it is to get comfortable, and why you should listen to Kobe and follow growth over outcome. I'm Dr. Brad. Let's get into the show. All right, let's jump right into it. The nutrition insight for today, we're going to talk a little bit about metabolic adaptation again. If you're new to this topic, I would go and listen back to a couple episodes um, that we've covered on the podcast before that really dive into this concept in depth. Um, But I wanted to kind of revisit it a little bit today because there's two papers that were published in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition this month um, that address this issue. And one was titled are metabolic adaptations to weight changes an artifact. And another one was uh, reduced adaptive thermogenesis during acute protein imbalanced overfeeding is a metabolic hallmark of the human thrifty phenotype. I'm not going to go too crazy into these papers, but there were some interesting things in here that I thought um, we should address that kind of both really kind of help hammer home some of the points we made before and also maybe some new insights. So in the first paper, um, our metabolic adaptations to weight changes and artifact. Basically, what they did was they took um, people, there's about 32 people in the study, and they had them in a, you know, calorie controlled basically 21 day, three-week calorie restriction and 14 days of overeating. And they basically looked at, okay, how does this, how do these restrictions and overfeedings affect fat free mass? How does it affect resting energy expenditure? and how does it affect your adaptive thermogenesis? And basically what they found was that when you overfeed and underfeed people is most of the change in thermogenesis that occurs is due to changes in body tissue, right? We've talked about this before. And that there are some changes in resting energy expenditure that are independent of these, you know, Body mass changes, but they're very, very small. And that when they adjust for the the fat-free mass changes, is the overall adaptive thermogenesis was not likely large enough in magnitude to prevent weight loss or resist further weight gain. Right. So we've talked about this before in depth, and that was what this paper showed was, hey, here's another controlled experiment where we actually do this in a relatively Quick, changing setting, right so let's say you're going from a deficit back to maintenance or a deficit to a bulk. These starvation mode mechanisms aren't really there to the extent that a lot of people think, and this adaptive thermogenesis is not really strong enough to actually change any outcomes so we've talked about that before, and this is another paper that really just kind of helps hammer that home now there' was another paper um. Very similar in kind of scope. And basically, what they did was they had people in a um, calorie restrictive diet, and then they had them either be in moderate or lower protein. And basically, what they found was that one of the things that can affect how much adaptive thermogenesis you have, even though it's not a real big piece, is the quantity of the protein that you consume. So if you're con- being in a calorie deficit, it's probably more beneficial to sustain a moderate to higher protein intake um, because that can help maintain some of that caloric expenditure that does drop when you are in a um, calorie restricted state. So that's kind of the quick insight on the nutrition piece is don't stress too much about it and make sure you get enough protein. I'll take a quick break and then we'll jump into the business insight. All right, business insight today. So this is something that I have noticed a lot um, in other leaders over the last couple of weeks. Just having some conversations with colleagues, sitting in on my own meetings with board members, CEOs, stuff like that over the last couple of weeks, and just the kind of thinking back about my own experiences, both with other people and with how I personally have handled situations, and. The kind of business insight today is leaders should be emotionally consistent. And what I mean by this is I was having a conversation with somebody the other day and they basically said like, "Hey, I I never really know when I walk into so and so's office which person I'm getting that day. Are they going to be kind of the happy jokester person who can handle anything I throw at them? Are they going to be like in a super bad mood and anything I say is going to set them off?" Um I never know what I'm getting with that person. And I think one of the really difficult parts about a leader who you don't know what situation you're walking into is on a day-to-day basis, employees don't know A, how to interact with you and B, what to expect. One of the signs of a really good leader is somebody you know who is consistent and that you feel like you're always going to get the same type of response from them regardless of the situation. I think about you know when I have employees who come to me, I would hope that I'm at least emotionally consistent enough for them to know that when they walk into my door slash pick up the phone and call me slash get on a Zoom call because we don't have a physical office is they always know what they're gonna get from me as a person. Now my answers may change day to day based on circumstances and stuff like that, but they're never gonna get a like oh my God, he's in a super bad mood. This is a horrible time to ask him this question, right? Now, that doesn't mean that leaders don't have emotions. They don't have bad days. They don't have the stuff that gets to them. They don't have you know, days where they're short-tempered or things like that. But you can't let that get in the way of how you treat people around you. Uh, you have to be able to be somebody who is emotionally consistent enough to make the right decisions regardless of your mental state. And that is something I think most people don't give enough thought to as leaders. Um some of the uh, the like second order effects that come from this is one, things don't get done in as timely of a manner, right? Like if I have an employee who has an issue that needs to be addressed and he's like, dude I can't bring this to Brad today because he's like got a ton on his plate, and he's super frustrated about something. And I know when I walk into his office today, it's just going to be a disaster because on these kind of days, he just doesn't make good decisions. That sets your company back. It sets your team back. And it really sets your leadership back. On the other side of the the equation is, hey, maybe there's a bunch of stuff going on in the company. It's a crappy week. Everything's going wrong. Sales suck you're having issues with employees, you have lawsuits hitting your desk. Like it's, just imagine anything that can happen that's bad. And something really important that needs to be handled comes up. And one of your employees goes, Hey, like I know Brad's got a lot on his plate, but this really needs to be taken care of. And I know that if I walk into his office, even if he's having a rough time, he's going to take the 15 minutes, have a clear head, and he's going to work through this problem with me. So that we can solve this problem and move forward, and I don't have to come back to them in a week when it's a week old, because then I'm going to be frustrated that it wasn't brought to me a week ago, and then it's just going to cause this compounding effect with my employees, the company, the culture, et etc. Um, so the business insight today really is, as a leader, you have to learn to be emotionally consistent. you have to treat people the same day in and day out, and you have to develop a level of almost stoicism to where you realize you're going to have rough days and bad patches of events are going to happen. But you have to be able to stay in control of your emotional response to solving problems. Um, Now, that doesn't mean you can't be frustrated at times and you can't let employees know that you're frustrated with situations or you can't let people know that you're upset or you can't, you know, you have to be able to explore human emotions. But when people come to you, or when you're interacting with your employees, they have to know that they're going to get the same version of you, day in and day out. Like you can't be awesome, Brad, one day, jerk, Brad, the next day, um, apathetic, Brad, the next day, and then back to awesome, Brad. Like you can't, you can't be those people throughout the whole week and expect people to be able to come to you on a consistent basis. So that's it for the business insight. We'll take a quick break and then we'll come back to the last segment of the show. Last segment of the show, what am I learning today? What is my daily win? And what is our daily learning lesson? Uh, so, what am I learning today? It's very easy to get comfortable. I think I've talked about this quite a few times on the podcast, but uh, just something that I always try to be hyper vigilant about is am I getting too comfortable to where I'm not growing? And am I paying attention to that comfort? I think there's A lot of extremism around this idea of hey, you can never be comfortable or yada yada yada. But I think the goal is as humans, we're always seeking comfort, right? Like we want to be in a place of the least amount of stress possible. That's just like the way that our brains are wired. But we also need stress to grow. And so I think it's I think it's good to spend times in places of comfort because that's a good recovery zone. And I, I think it's a very good idea to just pay very close attention to how comfortable are you and how long have you been that comfortable? And then realize, hey, I've been in this spot a little too long. It needs to, I need to go back to exploring a little bit of stress and a little bit of growth. So it's easy to get comfortable. It's not bad to experience comfort. You just have to be cognizant and pay attention of how long you've been there and how comfortable are you. Um, daily win. We are as a company really starting to plan for twenty twenty two right now. So last year, around this time, all of the executives got together and kind of wrote out our plan for twenty twenty one. Um, and so right now, I'm actually kind of going through the plans of twenty twenty one, seeing where we are, what milestones we hit, um, what goals we met, what goals we didn't meet, how many of those things were in our control, how many of those things weren't in our control, and now we're starting to plan for twenty twenty two. So like. Hey, how do we? What is our budget for 2022 going to be like? What are our revenue goals? What are our client goals? What is our product goals? Um, What are our marketing goals? So we're starting to set those things out, and that's always really reinvigorating because at this time of year, there's the seasonality of what we do, and then there's kind of the the prep for the end of the year and the beginning of the year. It's always just a very good kind of refreshing exercise to plan for the next year and really kind of gear up and motivate. Uh, so the daily learning lesson, I'm going to read something from a book for the daily learning lesson. I got to find it real quick. I had it saved here. Um, but right now we're working on this project in uh, our company. We ca- we're calling them Team Growth Mondays. I took the idea from a colleague of mine um, over at Gonzaga. And I just want to read a really quick story. Here it is. It's about growth over outcome. In an interview, Kobe Bryant was asked, There's two types of players, players who love to win and players who hate to lose. Which one are you? Kobe responded, I'm neither, meaning that I play to figure things out. I play to learn something. Because if you play with a fear of failure, or you play with the will to win, it's a weakness either way. The reporter responded, A lot of people in general are afraid of failure. How did you become one of the people who doesn't seem to be afraid of failing? To which Kobe replied, It doesn't exist. It's non-existent. What the hell does that even mean? I mean, seriously, what does failure mean? It doesn't exist. It's a figment of your imagination. So this is a really good idea where Kobe's real value and real view is that failure doesn't exist. He prioritizes growth over outcome. That's it for the show. I'm Dr. Brad. I'll see you guys tomorrow.